Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. And welcome to our 100th episode. Woohoo! I can't believe it. <laughs> I can't believe it either. I feel like it was yesterday, Andressa. <laughs> oh my gosh, that we were recording our first episode for, well, I guess, 10 times or something. Yeah. Yes, every Feb- time that we were recording, something was going wrong. <laughs> yeah, February, right? A year and a half ago. Yeah. Or almost, almost two years ago. Yeah. Almost, almost two yeah. years ago. Almost two. Yeah. And time flies very quickly. So a hundred episodes later, here we are. And first just want to thank all the women listening to this show. And we know men listen too, which is super cool, but obviously we're here to serve women (laughs) to be clear, but um, we really appreciate everyone listening and just being part of this journey with us. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, And and also thank you for all the, the ladies that we interviewed that took their time to be part of it and grow our community with, with the meetups as well, all the leaders that are out there. We yeah. really appreciate all of you. Yeah, absolutely. And we have two amazing guests on our show today for a special episode, right? Special kind of feel and just to really have a celebratory episode, but also obviously give you some nuggets and some learning and some growth. So Amina and Kristen, thank you so much for being on our show. Thank Thanks you for having us. Yeah. We're going to jump into their stories, uh, which which are both so inspiring, both great, great women. Uh, Before we go there, we're going to kind of keep to a different, have a different agenda for for our episode here, just to have some fun and have some uh, like a celebratory conversation. Uh, First thing we're going to talk about, you know, is what for Andressa and I are going to answer some questions. So Mm. I might, Andressa, I'll Mm. ask you and then you ask me. All right. We'll keep it real simple. (laughs) Uh, Some questions, right? We'll ask some questions. The first question is, and this is really, this is a tough one because I thought about it ahead of time. Out of the 99 episodes, right, that have come, mm. you know, before us here, what has been the most, your favorite advice, your most, you know, uh, what you've remembered the best, or just what has been the most powerful advice that we've received from the 99 women uh, that we've had on the show? So I'll ask you first. Oh my gosh. First of all, it was really hard for me to pick one thing because every time that we talked to to the ladies, I get something out of it. It doesn't really matter how experienced or not this person is. We always get something out of it. But I was like really digging deep and remembering like what were the moments that I will not forget. And I came up with two moments. Should I share two now or just go for it? It's our show. So (laughs) we're right. Yeah, we can do whatever. So the number one was uh, episode number 32 with Michelle Bosch. Michelle, as you guys probably know, she's just so amazing at what she does. They do land development. And when she was talking about her personal journey moving to the US and everything that her and her husband went through, it's kind of like, you know, when you like choke a little bit. And that was the first time that I was like, I forgot that I was interviewing her. I totally forgot. I thought we were in the room and just talking and sharing and really being vulnerable and not avoiding that feeling, talking about that feeling. And as an immigrant myself, 
I could relate to her journey and to yeah. everything that they went through. So that's my number one unforgettable thing. Number two is episode number 91 with Carissa Vividito. And she was talking about branding. But at the end, when I asked the, the last three, you know, fabulous questions about which women, famous or not, has inspired you the most, she said herself. And then again, a choking moment. Because mm. I could see in her eyes, in her, you know, face expressions, that that was the first time that she was recognizing all the journey that she was being through. Yeah. And we didn't have anybody before selecting themselves. So I really thought that that was like bold of her and honest and raw. And I will never forget that. Yeah. Those are those kind of like a clempt, as they say, a clempt. I don't even know if that's a real word, but it might be from Saturday Night Live, right? But they say like, I feel a clempt. I feel like full of, of yes. emotion, right? So yes, yeah, that's absolutely. super cool. How about you? <clears throat> what did yes. you pick? It's funny. I, you know, both those episodes were amazing. And, and so many of the women we've had on are, are just, just, just absolutely amazing women. The, you know, the, the one real estate kind of nugget that, you know, and there's a lot of good nuggets in, in all of our shows that I've taken away, even though I've been in this business for a long time, you always can learn something. And, and I always do. But for me, the, the one thing that popped in my head when I asked myself the question was episode 65. We interviewed Jillian uh, Sidoti. And she is a, um, she's a real estate attorney, but she's also, she really focuses mostly on syndication, which for us is a, is a focus, right? You know, my husband and I. And she said something really, really powerful. And she said, I, you know, we were talking about, uh, you know, how to slice up the deal, right? When you're syndicating and you bring in partners and all this stuff, you know, what's, what's the right approach? So you're not giving too much away, but you're also taking care of the people who are, you know, uh, funding the deal, so to speak. And she said something very interesting. It was the first time I've ever heard this. She goes, as an investor, you have to think about what is worth it to you first. Then you have to think about, okay, how do we structure the deal? And I have to tell you, 12 years of doing this, that was one of the first times I ever thought of that. I was like, how are we always putting ourselves last? And that was, again, not just real estate, but it's also a very good theme and metaphor for my life uh, because we are giving, right? You always want to, you want to give to the people to, to make a, a project work, especially people that are putting in the money. But you, that is a good question. What is, the, what is going to be worth it to you, for your time and your energy? And I think that's a question we all can ask, whether you're new or whether you're experienced, because sometimes we get wrapped up in the deal. Or we, I could just speak personally. We get wrapped up in projects versus what's, what's worth it for us, you know, what's really worth it. So that was very powerful. I remember that. Even I, I started looking at my spreadsheets and my, my profit was the last thing. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, that's so true. Got to be first got to be first. So, uh, because if you're not good to yourself, you're not going to work as hard on the project and make your investors the returns that you promise and exceed those returns. So that was really powerful. The, the second thing I, I did in terms of like the real estate and then the balance kind of conversation, which we're, we're always kind of speaking to, um, was episode 69. I guess I like the episode in the sixties, but, um, Alicia St. Germain, we, we interviewed her and she talked a lot about self-care and, you know, a lot of different things, not a little bit of real estate, but mostly more taking care of ourselves. 
And uh, she talked about a three-step process of, you know, how to take care, you know, just self-care and just the theme of self-care. And I know we've talked about it in other episodes, but like the, the power of it being a necessity, like the water you drink. I, you know, I, 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 we all know self-care is important. You know, we need to do this. We need to do that. We all could just recite what we need to do. But the way she talked about it and, and you know, just, I, again, it was those moments that I was kind of losing myself in the, oh, I'm, I'm interviewing her. Yeah, that's right. I shouldn't be taking notes. <laughs> like, I need to do this tomorrow, you know? So that was very, that was a really powerful episode for me too. I love that one. And I'm going to be sharing at the end of this episode, our 90 day self-care challenge that we're going to start in January. So stay Ooh, tuned. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. So we're going to transition to our two wonderful women we have here today. And they're going to talk a little bit about their story. And uh, Amina, I'm going to start with you. And the question we ask all of our amazing women on the show is what propelled you to get involved in real estate? But I also want to take it one step further about just your investing journey. If you could share that with us when it began, what you're up to, and then we'll go from there. Okay. <laughs> Again, Liz and Jessa, thank you so much for having me. i never expected like two years ago when you guys started um, the meetup that I would be in this position. So thank you both. Um, so my investing journey started in 2016. I was working as a lab tech at my first real job out of college. And um, I was also newly married. My husband had um, recently moved from Atlanta, Georgia, up to New Jersey, where we both lived at the time. I was working in Philly. And I was just feeling kind of like unfulfilled and just like, I hated my job. <laughs> I knew it was a means to an end, but I was, and I knew there was like, you know, an end in sight, but I just couldn't foresee myself doing this for the rest of my life, especially when people that were at my job were very miserable and just complained all the time. And I just, I didn't really know what to do. And so, I went to a family reunion that summer and I was tasked with a group of my other family members to figure out a place where we could all potentially relocate since everyone was kind of spread out along the um, East Coast. And so I, I Googled real estate development and I stumbled upon bigger pockets. And I was skeptical. I was like, what's this? Like, this is kind of weird. And so I'm like, whatever. So I closed out of that window and I just kept trying to research not sure what I was looking for. It was just me Googling. And so I came back to bigger pockets. And so I was like, okay, what is this about? So I started reading about real estate and, you know, investing. And I'm like, okay, it, to me, it just seemed like it was somebody, it was for somebody that was very wealthy and I was mm -hmm. not. Um, and so I ended up, um, they had a podcast. So I was like, oh, you know, let me just listen to the podcast. Um, and it was actually the first podcast I think I've ever listened to, but I was just kind of intrigued. And um, I had a job where I could pretty much like go on autopilot. It was, I did the same thing pretty much every day. So, and we actually weren't allowed to listen to music or podcasts, but I wear a headscarf <laughs> so they couldn't, <laughs> they didn't know. And I had Bluetooth headphones and um, I just started listening and I was, it blew my mind. Like I couldn't believe that regular people were doing this. And I knew it worked because all my life we had always rented. My mom was a single mom of three and um, we never were able to buy a house. Um, I grew up in Long Island, New York. And so we always rented and we lived with family members. So we kind of did some house hacking, not knowing 
so it just it made sense and so I told my husband about it and I'm like we have to do this um and so we were broke <laughs> we were newlyweds <laughs> and our our obstacles were money um riba which is an Arabic term um usually um translated as interests um I'm Muslim that's my religious background and so um one of the biggest sins that a Muslim can commit is um, indulging in riba or interest. And it's, it's, it's basically a very predatory way of loaning somebody money, almost like a loan shark. But a lot of people don't understand that or a lot of Muslims don't understand that. So that's usually a barrier for a lot of Muslim families actually um, owning a home in their lifetime wow. without them buying it cash. Hmm. So that I was never something... heard this before. Yeah, yeah. It's, it was definitely something that um, many of my friends, families uh, that I grew up with, that were all within the Muslim community, um, stood by and was like, that is a grave sin. And you cannot, you know, for that reason, you cannot um, buy a house. Mm -hmm. And so that was something that um, was kind of tough for me to work through. And so, and then also just the knowledge, because I would, I would have been the first person in my immediate family to buy a home. Okay. So I just did research like I do best. <laughs> I got online. I spoke to people that I knew. I spoke to, um, there's actually Islamic financing banks um, in the United States. I spoke to a few lenders and they tended to want it like a 10% down payment, which I couldn't do. Um, but we did the math and we were paying over $9,000 um, a year in rent. And we were like, we have to, if we're going to make any sort of traction financially, we have to get out of this. So naturally in 2017, I quit my job. <laughs> yeah. Not, I sh I'm not going to discourage anyone from doing it, but um, I just felt like I needed to. I hated it. It just, it sucked the life out of me. And I tried to pivot into a different industry in pharmaceuticals. Um, but that didn't work out because I didn't really have a lot of pharma experience. So I became a yoga teacher and I was teaching yoga and I was doing this whole entrepreneurship and I, I kind of allowed analysis paralysis of 2016 to allow me to be pretty much inactive for 2017. I stopped listening to the podcast. I didn't really um, think or talk much about real estate because it just felt like such a, you know, an unattainable goal for me. And then at the end of 2017, 2018, we found ourselves in a lot of debt, um, which was unusual for me because I was very debt averse, but not working and kind of living on one income was, it just took its toll. And we ended up being in about $30,000 in debt. And I've never shared that with anyone, but. Now it, you're sharing just with the world. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think it's important pe for people to know because these are the type of stories that help motivate me to keep going. Yes. Um, and I was like, well, we, we have to do something about this. Like I, I just was tired of like living in like this, like fear. And so I went back to work. Um, um, I went back to work as a lab supervisor, even though I didn't want to work in the lab anymore, but I was like, you know what, I'm just going to give it another shot. Um, and I started making more money from that job. It was a contracting position. So I knew it would end. And we had a goal of paying off our debt, getting out of our apartment and buying our first home and saving for a down payment all in six months. That was the, the amount of, that was the length Whoa. of my contract. 
That was bold. That was <laughs> it was very bold. bold. And then thankfully, my husband also, he had been promised a raise and he got a raise too. There we go. So we had this, both of our incomes. Um, and I found, her name is Stacy Flowers on YouTube. She um, was on a very low income and she has $200,000 in debt. And she was sharing with the world about what her journey was like. And I found Asia Dang at the time, her, her, uh, her um, video about her $200,000 student loan debt had went viral. And I watched her journey of kind of clawing her way through debt. And then I found Dave Ramsey <laughs> naturally. And so we just did the zero based budget and we saved and scraped and meal prepped and ate soup for, we <laughs> for weeks and did what we needed to do to get that first down payment. Um, I had already been in contact with a real estate um, agent earlier. She's amazing. Um, her name is Tamara Elmecki, if you're in the Philadelphia, New Jersey area. And um, yeah, she helped us look at houses. We looked at tons of houses. We wanted a duplex. A lot of the duplexes in Philadelphia were really scary. <laughs> they were really dirty and digy and what? old. What? <laughs> What are you what? talking about? <laughs> Not in the greatest areas. And we, would, and we were still living in South Jersey in the suburbs. So moving into the city was definitely a leap. And so we definitely wanted to make sure it was a, um, an area we felt comfortable living in. And it was in a home that we felt comfortable in living in. And so um, we ended up, you know, after looking at duplexes unsuccessfully, we were just like, you know what, let's just look at a single family. We looked at like a rehab. And we walked in and my husband was like, this is it, this, we, we gotta buy this. And I was like, well, and our plan was like, as long as there was a bathroom in the master bedroom, we could still house hack it. We could rent out rooms, we could do Airbnb. Um, and yeah, we put in an offer late August and our lease was ending in October. We, saw, we closed October 19th and we moved in on the 23rd and the day that we moved into our house, I found out my contract was ending. <laughs> Another right. obstacle. As, and I was like, what are we going to do? And, but I just knew, I said, even if this contract ends, we'll still have an asset to be able to offset our costs and we can live small. We can kind of do what we did to get into this house. And, you know, the mortgage wasn't bad at all. So that's exactly what we did. We moved in. Um, you know, my husband, he kept working. I went back to like, you know, applying for jobs. Thankfully I had, um, a lot of offers and, um, I accepted my offer for a job in, um, January. And then from there, we just, you know, worked saving our money. We had to furnish our house now, which is another financial obstacle. Um, at the time we were also still paying down that $30,000 in debt. Um, and, I went to my aunt's house and she was like, she's like empty nesting and she's retiring. So she gave me a bunch of stuff, Facebook marketplace, um, Craigslist slowly, you know, um, we furnished our house by probably like April or May. And, um, at the end of May, we ended up getting our first, um, house hack tenant and she was a college student. She moved into one bedroom and then the, um, the same week, we just threw the other bedroom on Airbnb just on a whim and just see like what we could get. <laughs> and it was, I know this because, you know, it was definitely priced low, but we actually were booked out for the entire summer just from putting it on like within a matter of like less than 24 hours. Wow. So 
yeah, so that happened. So we were like, okay, I guess we're doing this. Um, and what did that look like, Amina? Look in terms of f- financials, right? So was that a positive cash flow with the renting the rooms out? Like what, what did that look like? Yeah, so we were renting out, it, was, it wasn't a positive cash flow. So we were still paying a little bit of our mortgage. So we rented out one room for about 550 a month. And then okay. with the Airbnb, we were getting about between five and $600 a month. So, and our mortgage is about 1300. So we were paying about $100, a month um, in our mortgage. Um, but we just kept saving that money. We paid the mortgage and whatever money we got from Airbnb or from the room rental, we saved it to go to our next property. Super cool. So yeah. now, now where are you? You have another, right? You have another investment property and you have a contract out for another one, correct? Yeah. So um, my husband and his sisters um, owned a house together um, after their mom passed in 2015. And um, they had rented the house, but we were basically doing all the management because we were the ones that knew about real estate at the time. And, um, but they're all kind of scattered all over the world. <laughs> one was in Senegal, one was in Memphis. Pennsylvania, Texas. And so um, we basically wanted to get a HELOC on the house. But like I mentioned earlier about the whole um, riba or the interest, they're all Muslim. And so they were not comfortable um, leveraging the house with a loan. And so we were like, okay, well, our other option was to refinance the house and put the house back on the mortgage because it was paid off. So that was a project we were basically working on and very much my husband because this is his family and I just kind of tried my best to help support him as best as I could and um, we we started a goal um, earlier of this year to um, refinance the house and there are a lot of moving parts people in different areas thankfully we had an amazing lender and um, we got a lawyer involved and we were able to um, refinance the house refinance the house and we gave them all money and now um, we became the sole owners of the house at the end of August. Super cool. And then we went and got a HELOC on the rest of the equity in the house. And now we're using that HELOC to um, buy our next property. <laughs> so, there we go. Cool. So that's so, awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. super cool. Yeah. So cool. So, you know, I remember meeting you, Amina, at the first mm-hmm. meetup we had, you know, and it was like June of what, last year or a year and a half. And yeah. Um, you know, and you were, you were like, I'm just learning, I'm, you know, and, 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 but now like, look at you wheeling and dealing, getting investment properties. You're, got, <laughs> yeah. you're like, you know, I just love it. It's just yeah. so cool. It's so cool to see your, see your journey, you know, because, yeah. you know, from, from the outside. So, you know, we're all about community, right? We're mm-hmm. all about community in this, this, this podcast and the meetups and all the neat things we have coming in 2020 that mm-hmm. uh, we're excited to share with everyone in terms of membership and everything, but it's all about community and really supporting each other. So for you, how have you ha- how has the this community helped you you know I, you know how has it helped you to not only not just think about investing but to, to actually make it happen you know you took a family property and figured that out that's that is very that is very um emotionally charged situation yeah. i mean that, that's not the easiest situation it's easy to just buy properties from mm-hmm. people you don't know but what you did is different it's harder because <laughs> yeah. it's family involved so yeah. you've had to navigate a lot i know you're dealing with another project right now you're navigating a lot so mm-hmm. how has the community helped you yeah i think i prior to um coming to the investor meetup i actually found you guys on the bigger pockets meetup page um so that's a great re- resource for the lenders if they're looking for a meetup in their area and um 
I was always I curious was, how you found it. Okay, so you've yeah. heard most people just hear Andres's uh, pod, uh, podcast interview on Bigger Pockets, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, and that's okay. that's they were. I was listening to a Bigger Pockets episode, and they were like, "Yeah, you know, definitely get out there, meet people, and check up our meetup page, meetup page." And I was like, "Okay," and so I checked it out, and I went, um, and I was scared <laughs> because I didn't know any property and I didn't know anyone. But the biggest thing that I think the investor community has um, given to me is just being able to like have this goal, but then be able to talk to someone that hasn't, that is tangible, an investor that's actually done this. Um, And to be able to ask them questions, to be able to share your hopes and fears with them and um, use them as a resource. And I think sometimes, you know, we go into these spaces and we're kind of insecure because we're not there yet. But I think the biggest thing, um, and one of our co-leaders, Corinne, mentioned this at our last meetup, is that you have to be willing to be vulnerable and you have to be willing to ask for what you need. And it helped me kind of get out of my head, get out of analysis paralysis, and it helped me take action. Like one of the meetups, Liz, you probably don't remember this, but you said, you know, well, what is one thing you want to accomplish by the end of this year? And we were kind of going back and forth with different offers and I raised my hand and I said, I wanted to buy my first home. And you were like, well, then you're going to do it. You're going to buy your first home. And that was the year that we bought our first oh, that's house. So cool. Yeah, so, I remember that. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so it's just like, you know. Cool. And you were like scared to say it. I was it. scared. I was so I remember. And, you, and, it's, and that's normal. That's a part of yeah. doing something new. Of course. It's a part of, you know, taking that leap and that journey. But I think so often, especially as women, we, we tend to be a little risk averse because there's so much hanging in the balance is that we get caught up in that analysis paralysis and it's so important to take action and I think being a part of a community of women that are taking action that are going after their dreams that are unapologetic about the things that they want in their life has just imprinted on me and I was able to do it because of that so but I, but I love what you've done right so you went to that first meeting it wasn't like you went to the meeting and you're like I'm good yeah, just not going to keep going. Like you went every month. You were so, you know, you and Kristen yeah. really were two of the most, and I really, really yes. appreciate that. Not just appreciate it, but that's what helped you continue yeah. on, right? And then, and then you got more involved in the actual group, right? You yeah. stepped up and said, I want to help more. And, and it's just, it's just been a really like, so we all get what we put in, don't we? Yeah. I mean, every area of our life, right? I mean, it's just, totally. we all know it, but it's nice to be reminded of it. Yeah. And it's funny, we have our, um, so Amina and Kristen are one of the co-leaders here for the Philly meetup. And um, we have our quarterly leaders mastermind group. And Amina was like, already like, I want to go, I want to go on the hot seat. <laughs> like me, 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 me here. Yeah. And, and you see, there's a shift. At the beginning, we were very like scared or concerned about like raise our hand. Now you are like, here's what my problem is. And here are the challenges. And I was like, so freaking excited to see <laughs> what it wasn't like, there's a lady that was like, oh, call so-and-so and tell yeah. her that miss so-and-so yeah. told her to do that. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and it was like, oh my gosh, because you connect the dots and I know what's going on with mm-hmm. her current project. And how she's like, okay, another mountain for me to climb. <laughs> okay, got it. I have tools. Yeah. I have tools. Resources. To just go. Yeah. And, oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, now it's snowing. Cool. I have other tools <laughs> to yeah. climb. 
So I yeah. think that, and we get those stools among the group because, yeah. you know, but unless you are totally putting our, yourself in the arena, if you haven't opened up your mouth and shared any challenge, so kudos to you for really stepping up and raise your hand and putting yourself into the game, not on, stay on the stands and just like observing it, but you put yourself out there. And I think that the results are just consequences of your actions. Thank you. Yeah. 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 So excited to see your next, your, 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 your empire grow. Super. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Miss Kristen, I'd love to jump into your story as well and just sharing with us, you know, what propelled you to get involved in real estate investing and then share a bit about your journey. Okay. Um, well, also thank you for having me. Like I said before, this is a great honor and amazing to see where we've come since that first meetup that Amina and I were both at. Mm -hmm. Um, so my real estate journey started, um, I've had a little bit of a wandering path in my adult life. I was briefly a computer engineer. I spent a few years traveling around the world and then I settled in Philly and was a public school teacher uh, for about six years. So real estate started for me, um, teaching was making me crazy, like literally crazy. It was extremely stressful. Um, and I was getting married. So my husband, Josh, was like, you need to quit your job. This is too much. And we were getting married. And then since we're starting this life together, I, I looked at our finances and our financial future. And I was like, oh, we don't have any financial future. Um, meanwhile, my, <laughs> oh, my, my gosh. My, I'm my, laughing because I'm just yeah. like pounding like. Oh, cool. Let's talk about our financial future. Oh, I guess we don't have one. Right. Uh, and the, the funny thing is my husband and I, we both have great college degrees. We've had that path of, you know, go to the good school, get the good job. And even with that, we had no financial future. Um, so I was brainstorming and I came upon real estate and I was like, oh, okay. So if we continue to put a small amount into our 401ks, nothing's going to happen for us. But this real estate thing, we can do something. So like I said, I, I had left teaching. Um, also, surprisingly, like Amina, I, I was starting as a yoga teacher. Um, <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> so I became, I became interested in real estate investing. I was teaching yoga. And I thought, how do I get into this? Let me take uh, the licensing course. Let me learn about real estate. So I took the licensing course to become a realtor. Um, and that just took off for me. So I got married. I started as a realtor. I was pregnant right away. Um, so for five years, I had two kids. Um, and I worked as a realtor and got busy and realized that, that I really loved working as a realtor. Um, but then it was hard to do both. So I was learning a lot about real estate, building great relationships, um, but not yet investing. So the years went by and I was like, I don't, I don't quite know how to do this. I don't know how the numbers work. Um, meanwhile, South Philly, where I live was exploding. Um, and I became kind of priced out of that market as an investor. Um, and same as Amina. So year, you know, a few years go by. Now I have two kids, and 
I'm like, would, would at nighttime go on bigger pockets, you know, read some books here and there, but nothing totally committed to the investor side. Um, and then I saw, I hadn't heard of your podcast or anything, but I, I was like, I need to go network. I need to go meet people. I'd gone to one networking event that made me feel really weird. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> it was at like one of the Chinese buffets on Columbus Boulevard. I, I'm a bit of an introvert. So I think I like hid in the bathroom for part of it. You know, it was just <laughs> not a very comfortable thing. So then I see on Bigger Pockets, like, oh, there's this female group meetup and it's happening like tomorrow. Like it was like really the universe had like hooked mm -hmm. me up with you guys, um, you ladies. And so this meetup was happening. Um, I have two young kids. It's crazy having two kids. You know, my son was maybe one, like he had mm -hmm. just turned one. My daughter was like three, you know, three or so, four. Um, and the very first meetup in Cherry Hill was also the very first time I left the house and had my, not left the house, but had my husband do bedtime on his own. Because, oh my gosh. Yeah. So it was a big moment. Yeah. So I, you know, got in the car, drove to Cherry Hill, left the family to do their thing. And then from that point on, after, you know, meeting all of you, um, I committed myself. I said, I'm going to, you know, the first thing I'm going to do is go to every single meetup. So every month, that's why you saw me there every month. Because <laughs> that, was, that was my commitment. I was yeah. like, no matter how crazy things are at home, no matter how much I don't want to go out at night, like I'm going to do this. And I did. And I think I only missed, you know, in the history of the meetups, I've missed two now. Um, so that's, that's been really amazing. And it's just, you know, that, that's just uh, like, was a snowball from making that one commitment. Um, wow. so, so thank, thank you. Um, I definitely would not be, you know, where I am as an investor, you know, with not for, for the group. Um, so Still, though, I didn't do an active investment. This time last year, I, I did um, invest a little bit in one of Liz and Matt's projects because I didn't want to finish out the year without any investments. I was like, okay, cool. I'm really busy as a realtor. Maybe I can't do active investing. Let me do a passive investment. So I did that. Um, but then I, I still had that itch. I was like, I really want to make this happen. Why isn't this happening? I need to make this happen. So then I was like, okay, what do I need? Um, I met Pollock through, through the, the group she had mm -hmm. presented. And then on the Facebook page at one point, she said, I'm taking on, you know, a one-on-one -on -one mentee. I was like, I'm in, um, this is what I need. I need some push. I need one person to hold me accountable. Um, and that's when, that's when it happened. So I joined up with her, um, you know, we had some sessions together and after that, I was I was able to make the shifts I needed to make um, to buy my first property. Um, backing up a little bit, it's not my first property. I do own my home. I was lucky in 2008, 2007, 2009 that my brother actually, uh, I was single. And he said, you should buy a property. You should buy your house. I'm going to loan you the down payment. Do it. So I bought my house, 
at a great time in South Philly because I've now owned it for 10 years, almost 11 years. Nice. It's appreciated a good amount. So we also have a HELOC, which, you know, we use for, for partially funding our investments. Um, so jumping back ahead, this August, I went under contract on my first uh, rental property. I did a rehab on it. Uh, it's now rented. I joined up with Pollock again for a second mentorship and she challenged us to get a second property by the end. So at the very last like 24 hours of the, the program, I was like, okay, under contract. <laughs> um, so, now, <laughs> so now we're under contract on our second property um, to, to do you know the rehab, the rental, and then the refi. Um, and the, the support of the community has been incredible, uh, through the meetups, through the Facebook group. Um, Amina and I both attended the, the Mid-Atlantic Summit, um, which was, so if I had gone there without this community, I probably would have been hiding in the bathroom again. Um, <laughs> with me? <laughs> with me? With, with Andre, so we would have been like hiding together, but instead, it was such an amazing feeling to have the ladies all around. It's like, mm -hmm. hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? Like, we're this super powerful group together. Yeah. And I, I think that is maybe what your intentions were starting this. And it's, it's, really, it's really come to be. So it's so funny you mentioned you. that though. You are welcome. It, yeah. It's funny you mentioned the Mid Atlantic Summit. I love right uh, Dave Van Horn and what he stands for. And the first year, uh, Liz was on on stage, uh, was part of a panel, and there was so many you know women sitting down, and we started texting each other like, "Whoa, we need more representation." Not mm -hmm. that Liz does not represent us there. But um, it's really not diverse here. And um, we shared those thoughts with, with Dave. And he really took it as like an opportunity. And if I look the first one and the second one, it's really, really, really um, visible how much is diverse. And I also, our lunch table went from like two or three tables to like seven and eight we couldn't fit people so <laughs> it's really a community that I feel comfortable going in I'm an introvert right so I need I need to kind of like know somebody so I can sit down and talk so we were everywhere and we know each other but I want to talk to you Kristen specifically about something that we usually don't talk about because it's okay. not sexy, it's not pretty, and it's not like, ah, I'm proud of it or whatever. So I know how much, you know, for, for those of you that don't know, Kristen and I are also personal friends. She comes to my house, the kids hang out. So I know her. I know how she stands for our community here, our neighborhood, and everything that she does. So she purchased the, the rental and she took very good care of the property, as she shared with me before. She really um, interviewed great people to take care of, of the property, the renters and everything else. And she really enjoyed the block where she bought the house. And then Kristen sent out an um, postcard just sharing with other neighbors 
hey, I bought this house here, really like this, this block. So if you are selling it or know somebody that is selling, please let me know. Nothing wrong with that, right? But you, there was like a freaking hurricane that happened. And long story short, there was a post on, on community group and people starting like really calling her personal uh, names and threats and, and different things. And I was so confused that I was like, oh my gosh, wait, wait a second. I don't think she did anything wrong here. And I'm sure she did not do anything wrong. So what is the misunderstanding here? And then I call her and I was like, how are you feeling? And she's like, I'm feeling so overwhelmed with all this like backlash of people calling her a predator or whatever. And I, here's why I'm bringing this because we don't talk about it and other ladies out there might be going through the same thing. So I want to talk to you about that specific event. Let's call it an event because I can't curse here much. So let's call that an event, right? So tell me how were you able to handle it and emotionally go through it? Um, yeah, so, so that was really hard. I was very surprised um, because really, I, like you said, I, I, I'm, I'm an investor and I want to be a socially conscious investor. I want to, and, and I think sometimes they're not in the same, you know, people think they're not in the, in the same universe. Uh, so I really appreciate that in our community, we can talk about that, I think, and so when that happened to me, when I, I sent out my one flyer and then one person posted it on Facebook. And like you said, it was this immediate crazy avalanche of hate directed towards me. Um, one of my very first thoughts was I have this community of women to share this with. Um, I, I really think that if it wasn't for the investor community, I, I would have just shut down and never restarted because I would have felt so alone um, that I just, I couldn't, I don't know if I would have picked myself up. I would have gone and went back to the classroom to be a teacher and be miserable and, oh, I need to serve this way. Um, but, because, <laughs> but because of the community, I knew like, I can go back to these ladies and talk to them about it and hear what they have to say and get the support. And, and that's exactly what happened. I mean, Liz, messaged me, Andresa, you called me, I posted on the investor group, um, you know, people, you know, shared their experiences, went back to those other community groups and tried to support me. No one wanted to listen, you know, like people, to, and I actually wanted to engage. So when someone said, oh, this is not the right thing to do, I said, well, I want to be a socially conscious investor. So let's talk about the right thing to do. But in those cases, like, 99% of the time people don't want to talk about it. They just want to call you nasty names. Um, so, so yeah, that's, that's, that's been really hard. Um, and it's made me, you know, really like dig deep and really try to come back to like, okay, why am I doing this? How can I do this in a way that's positive? And so it's still a work in progress. Um, 
but like I said, like having this community that's not even just in our city, but you know, now nationwide and becoming worldwide and everyone just jumps in and they say, you know, how can I help? Like, how can we, let's chat about this. Let's work this out. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's been, been really amazing. Oh, and the other thing I, that, that I thought of right away was, was Anna in Texas. Uh, hi, Anna. Um, I heard her at the, the Mid-Atlantic Summit. Andre, so one of the things you, you asked the, the Invest Her panel was about challenges that you've had. And I just had in my head her saying, well, in Texas, you know, you put on your boots and you Pull it, put on your big girl panties and you stand back up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's Anna Kelly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that was that was in my mind too. Um so love it. So yeah. Um so so thank goodness for for this community. And Kristen, yeah. I mean, you know, I just want to commend you because I think mm-hmm. and, and Joseph, thanks for bringing that up, not bringing it up that that it happened to you, but, but it, in that it happened to you and how you move through it. Because the question isn't, are you going to get knocked down in this business? The question is when and, and how, and how am I going to move through this and be a better investor as a result? Because it, it, it's really, I mean, I was talking with someone recently about losing money and I'm like, I'm glad it happened. And they're like, what? You know, and I'm like, not glad that you lost money, but I'm glad that you move, you're, you, that happened. So now you could check it off and because now you're going to learn how not to do that again. Because yeah. it's going to happen to you. It's going to these different things, and and just the fact that you stood tall and proud, and and just that was a tough situation. Those those words were not kind on any level. So, but I just I just commend you for having grace and for picking yourself up and buying another investment property. Yeah. It's so cool because so many people would have given up. Like this is talk about second guessing yourself. Shit, you know. Uh, so I just I just commend you for that. And the other thing you said I just want to highlight before on just a brought that really important thing up was your, your commitment. You said when you started going to the meetups, you said, I'm going to go to every single one of them. So there's been, well, we've been two years, two times 12 would be 24. <laughs> <laughs> so I gotta, go, gotta go slow here, guys. Gotta go slow. Math is not my strong suit. I mean, I could do some basic stuff, but I, you know, um, so 24. So if you missed two, that's pretty impressive, you know, in overall. So, but that level of commitment, whatever, whoever's listening to this, the women that are experienced, the women that are starting out, we all need that. So I love that that's what you, you said that. I said, I made a commitment to go to those meetups every month. And if, it, if I'm missing one, you know, then it's gotta be a big deal. And the fact that you left your husband that evening, and we have to do that as women. We have to do a better job, not asking for support, but, but asking for how are we going to make this work? Because I'm doing this. I need your support. And how are we going to make this work? Not like, can I go to the gym? Or can I, can you watch the kids? No, you're not freaking babysitting. This is just your kid. <laughs> we just all have to get better at that. You know, I, I, I'm speaking personally as well. So, but I love that. And, and you made it. That was my first night I'm doing this. And he's going to mm-hmm. figure it out. And it's going to be great. And I'm sure it was great. If it wasn't, you weren't home to experience. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I love that. I love that. I, I just love that you, you said that word commitment because without it, we can't do any of this stuff. So, and, cool. and I also wanted to say that I, I really love that real estate and investing seems so interlinked with like personal growth um, and making commitments like that. I've, I've recently, I, I have like a, you know, a, a little yoga routine I do every morning and I've 
I also do affirmations. One of them I, I got from your podcast from uh, um, Zig Ziglar's. Uh, oh, yeah. Is that Julie? Zig Ziglar's daughter. Yes. Yeah, daughter. So one of the things she says, I now use as an affirmation. And then I recently started a, a meditation commitment, meditation practice commitment. And I just, I feel like it's so interlinked with what we're doing as uh, entrepreneurs um, is, is that personal growth and making those commitments. And, and I also want to say that when, when it's hard to make a commitment. So I, I want to say to people listening that if I've been trying to meditate for 20 years, like I've learned about it and it took all this time. It's like, now I'm ready. Now I'm ripe. Now I'm making this commitment. So don't beat yourself up if you do something and then you kind of fall off the wagon a little bit mm -hmm. and you just keep, just keep going back to it. Um, so. Love that. Love that. So I'm going to ask the same question to you, Andressa. How has this community, how's this community helped you? Well, and I, I was thinking about it and I was like, oh my gosh, uh, so many different ways, but I need to pick one, right? So one thing. <laughs> so Liz and I, when we started, you know, we were wearing all the hats, all the hats, all the shirts, all the skirts, all, all the socks. We were wearing everything. So as we grow and, and keep in mind our purpose, our mission to serve other women, there's no way, shape or form that we can continue doing everything by, ourse by ourselves, right? So delegating for me was one of the hardest things to do. But I think that I was like, okay, what is the issue? Why? It's so clear that I need to delegate. Why am I not delegating? So I went a little bit deeper. And for me, in particular, um, I was not comfortable delegating because my past experience of delegating to people, I was not delegating to the right people. So I didn't have faith in their ability, capability, or judgment to make decisions on their own. So that for me was a big deal. So instead of thinking like debating to delegating or not, I focused the attention on who can I get delegate this to? And, and from that moment forward, you're like, so, I'm so freaking comfortable delegating to people that I, I like, trust, respect. And I know that they're going to make a call that is going to be fine either way. And, and it's so like relief. I'm like, like relief. To, to have, you know, the, the group, uh, I will use an example of the Philly Meetup group. Listen, they are making calls and they are making changes and, they, and I'm like, go, like you're doing much better than what I was doing. I'm like super happy with it. And that will set, set the standards for all the other meetups around the country. And we have leaders around that are also doing such amazing things that are creating um, overall best practices for new meetups that are coming up. So I'm like super excited, but I think it comes down to the people, really the people that we are surrounding ourselves with and how much we have faith in them and how much they have faith in me because and me and Liz, because if they don't believe in this mission, really they, they how they can spend their time in giving to other women if they are not on the same boat as us. So for me, it was delegating. 
Yeah. And I'm proud of you because I remember having that conversation. I said, Andressa, Andressa, you got to let, got to let the meetup go. Okay. We need you on other things. I physically can't get there. So it's easy for me to delegate, right? Cause I'm an hour away, but you were like so close. So, and you're like, you're right. You're right. And you're, and you did it. And you know, that's the other thing is like, you have these, you have, we have each other's back. And I think any good community should have each other's back. And sometimes we see things for each other that we can't always see because we're really close to it, right? And yeah, you know, we all have that stuff. So, Miss um, Faircloth, tell yes. me, how Ooh, about Faircloth. you? Never called you Miss Faircloth. Like Faircloth. Okay, Liz, <laughs> tell, me, tell me how this community has helped you. You know, it's funny because <clears throat> I think sometimes people create things and then they see them far, far from them, right? And almost like, oh, we created this, but... I don't really need it. And, and that, that's the opposite of what we created here. And when Andres and I really came together to start this podcast and this community, selfishly, we kept asking the question, what do we want to be part of? Because we don't, this is not about us. This is not something that we're like the Liz and Andres show. Um, this is a community and we want to be part of it. And we want to be big contributors of it, but we do not want to be, it's not all about us. And so you know, everything we've done, we've been really intentional about that, Andressa. You know, there's a lot of things we could do better, right? Oh, yeah. Liz, uh, long list. <laughs> long list there. But, but what we have done right is, is really been very, very clear on creating something we want to benefit from and be part of and be active in. So for me specifically, though, um, you know, I, was work, I'm work, I work with my husband. I think that's really, you know, clear. We, we have projects together. And, and, you know, I love him. I love him dearly. And uh, however you know, you can't just bounce every idea off of your, your spouse. So for me, having space of a group of women to, to bounce things off of, to get the support, to give support was really important. And Andressa has been a, a, an amazing friend for me around that, but to expand that has been awesome. And I think that's overarching, probably my biggest benefit. I mean, I use the community all the time. Hey, you know, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? Uh, or I, you know, I screwed up here or here's a learning, le learn lesson or, uh, so that for me has been huge. The specifically though, for two years, we've tried to refinance our office building, which is uh, one of our assets that my husband and I own just ourselves. We have a lot of things with, with amazing passive investors, but we, you know, we want to really keep and optimize the, the few assets we have just, just him and I. So that's our, you know, our building in Trenton and uh, the building in Trenton is an office building. It's the only one we have. And it's just always been one of those like labor of loves, you know, and so refinancing is a big deal. So we can obviously bring down the interest rate and really get it in a better, better financial position. So we've tried, we tried with three different banks. Uh, you know, we have great credit, you know, we have, we have other things to our benefit, but for whatever reason, we just, you know, some of the banks wouldn't get back to us. And we're just, you know, really in a, in a tough spot. So I posted on the, the community, Hey, does anybody have any banking relationships that you can, you know, share with me? And one of our, one of our leaders in, in the Cherry Hill community, Jen, uh, Jen. said, Hey, check, check out Fulton bank. Uh, here's a great contact. Uh, I think it was her brother-in-law, someone she knew, call him, you know, see what you, what he, what they can do. And about two weeks ago, we refinanced and that was a six month process. Mm -hmm. And wow. that's a bit, it was a big deal because we really wanted to get that building financially more stable than it was and get it in a, in a position that, um, crazy enough that we actually be able to cash flow it and actually get some rental income, which is a crazy, crazy thought in this business. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but um, that building is just, it just needed a lot over the years. We really needed, you know, so I was just so grateful for Jen connecting me to someone, me reaching out to them, doing the work that needed to be done and honestly not giving up because we did have other banks saying, no, nope, you can't refinance it for X, Y, Z reason. And we're like, no, nope, 
not taking that, not listening. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm really good at that. Just turning my ears off. <laughs> like, no, we'll find a bank. I'm very good at that. I'm like, no, we'll find a bank yeah. eventually. And then look at, you know, Jen connecting us. So yeah. super grateful for her, super grateful for me taking the action, right. To put it out there. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's awesome. that was it for me. Um, yeah, we called almost 20 banks to get a HELOC on our house in Atlanta since it was technically an investment property. Yeah. Yeah. It's and so you know, impressive though. Yeah. That's, that is impressive. 20 banks. I don't think yeah. we went through that many. I just, one day I was off from work and I was just like, I'm going to call. I'm just going to keep yeah. calling. And I kept asking like, well, why, why? Well, the crash and this, and I'm just like, okay. Well, well the learn lesson with that too, is that what, what some banks are interested is not what other banks are interested. So it sometimes has less to do with the asset and more to do in alignment with the bank's goals. So that, that was a thing that I had learned through that experience. So, um, so as we wrap up, we really want to leave the women listening. Uh, I, 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 I'm inspired by this. So hopefully the women listening are, and I'm dressed up too. So, but what one last piece of advice, everything you've learned in growing your own portfolio and getting through the some of the mental challenges, the physical challenges, the emotional challenges, right? Kristen, what one piece of advice would you give the women listening so they can implement it in their life? I'll start with you, Amina. Yeah, I think um, just pretty much what we've been saying throughout the entire episode today is um, just stay committed um, and just take action on something. And just like Kristen, like I was scared to go to that first meetup, but I was, once I left, I was on cloud nine, <laughs> I was like yeah. floating. I was like, oh my God, we can do this. Um, and um, that was my com- commitment to myself is that every month I was not going to miss it. And you guys made it pretty easy because every month there was a, you know, a new topic that I wanted to learn or new contacts or new resources. I could, you know, call somebody and, or talk to somebody about what I'm going through. So stay committed. Um, get involved um, as best as you can and just be vulnerable and be willing to learn along the way. So you'll be fine. Just keep going. Awesome. How about you, Kristen? What one bit of advice would you give the women listening? Um, I would say to find your nearby community and, and connect. And if, if that means it's virtual, if, if, if there's not a, you know, a, an actual meetup nearby you, like get involved with the Facebook group, um, listen to the podcast, whatever it is, the way that you can plug into the relationships. Um, because there's, you know, you can do stuff like late at night on your own, but really it's, it's the re- I think it's the relationships that propel us forward. Yeah. Very cool. How about you, Andressa? Well, well there. for me, and I'm, I'm going to segue to the, what I spoke earlier, it will be self-care. So for uh, 2020, uh, it self-care is on my top priority because I am in a mission to support other women and my cup needs to be full. My cup cannot be halfway. It doesn't really matter if it is half, if I see a half, what's called positive or negative. It doesn't matter. It's half. My cup needs to be full in order for me to do that. So on the show notes for this episode, you're going to learn more about the 90-day challenge that I'm going to start in, here in January 2020. And for the next 90 days, I'm going to challenge all their women to post what they're doing for themselves for self-care. And one person is going to tag another. I love to be forced to go to a massage 
or something or whatever that means. For me, it's usually tea with a great book, like time by myself. It doesn't really matter what it is, considering that you are choosing what suits to you and will fulfill this challenge. And um, I'm really excited about 2020. It's going to be great. Awesome. That's very cool. Um, and what one bit of advice would you leave the women as, as our Salvatore 100 episode? What, what would the, the advice be? It will be take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself first. You come first. And that is not a selfish thought. It is uh, a really uh, mindful. It's really mindful because if you are not the best that you can be, it's really you're doing a disservice to your family, to your community, and to everybody around. And it's, it's an act of love, self-love, and I am really committed to that. How about you, Liz? What do you I have? Was, I, you know, I would say, I guess we weren't really preparing to answer this, but it's a good question. I would say a piece of advice is that you're, you're more amazing than you think you are. And, you know, I probably didn't realize that until I gave birth, <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> because it's just like, you know, like, how hard can it be? Well, yeah, I don't need to go down that path right here on this, this lovely episode, but it's a lot harder than I even thought. And I'm someone who likes to do, do marathons. I'm like, women, do women, is it really that hard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I, I would just say women are so amazing and we're, we're, you know, I love men too, but women are just so amazing. And I think we forget how amazing we are. And how resourceful we are. And uh, I don't know. I think if we all realized just the better part of who we are more often, we probably would live more happy and more peaceful. I know I could just speak personally, but I, I often think about what I'm not doing, you know, and I'm going to stop that. And I think we all can do that a little bit more and think about what we are doing and what we have accomplished and just the amazingness we do bring to the world. So that's what I love say. that. Yeah. So with that, we thank you for being on our show, Amina and Kristen. You are amazing. Uh, keep up your, your awesome empire you're building. I love it. I love what you're doing. I love that you're part of this community. And I love that you are active in it. And you're not just talking about it. You're doing it. And I think that has so much to commend. We all can learn from that lesson. So, and thank you to our amazing women listening. We, we appreciate you so much and excited to be on this journey with all of you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you for you, having us. Thank you. Thank you guys. And I'm really excited about 2020 mm -hmm. as a community and as we stand for other women in this world, I'm really excited about the next generation coming up. So cheers to 2020. Yes. Cheers to 2020. We did cheers. not talk about it much, but we have an amazing uh, membership that we were going to be launching this year. So please stay tuned, but we've a really, we've been working really hard on it and uh, it's going to happen. It's going to be amazing. And uh, just stay tuned on that. So we appreciate you and uh, make it a great 2020. Yes. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share it with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.